All righty, and welcome back to Conversations, where we sit down with filmmakers and folks in our industry. And today, I am extremely proud of this young lady whose film, uh, 1001, premiered at Sundance back in January. And I actually happened to be in the house. She walked past me and stepped on me, but we will not hold that against her. Please don't. Um, A.B. Rockwell director of that film. Welcome to the show. How are you, young lady? I'm great. How are you today? And thank you for the kind words and apologies for your foot. <laughs> I, you didn't really step on my foot. You you lean away than the rest of the crew and the cast. Y'all were all trying to find seats. It was cold. So <laughs> I was just happy to be in the house. But first of all, congratulations on uh, your debut film, premiering at Sundance, as well as it winning uh, the Grand Jury Prize, which it deserved. Um, so first of all, as I was doing research to talk to you, I kept looking around and I mean, you're kind of like an enigma. Like I see all these interviews that are posted online and I don't really think any of them talk about the essence of who you are as a person. We <laughs> your story, you know, NYU and and all the other stuff, I need to know who this talented director is because I know that we will be hearing more from you in the future. So before we get into your film, A.V., I want to talk about you and talk about your distinct New York upbringing and how that upbringing permeates into the work that you create. Mm. <laughs> um, I mean, well, I mean, what, what do you speak? I'm like, where do we start? You know, I feel like that's just it's so broad. I think in general, it is kind of hard for me to get into it. I think New York is definitely so much a, a part of my DNA. You know, I, I am a New York City girl. I grew up in Queens. Uh, I'm Caribbean American. I'm Jamaican. Um, so I, I think that uh, growing up in a Jamaican household and to a single mom, uh, I think that that definitely nurtured me a lot. Um, I think uh, the ways that she fought for me uh, in a ways that I'm honoring Black women in the film, definitely honoring her. Um, and I think that I'm also at the same time, even though I'm a Queens kid, I'm a New York City kid. I think all the boroughs uh, and all of our antics uh, all influenced me. And, and the city has been my muse for so long um, in, in the way that I was able to, to express it through my work. So uh, so I don't know. I'm like, what else do you want to know? I'm here. Ask the question. No, no, no. no that, that's a good start. That's a good start, which gets me to my next point. Um, your film uh, with Tiana Taylor, Will Catlett, Josiah Cross, amazing performances you were able to pull from them. Um, the film takes place, I'm a, and I'm just going to say, over about a 15-year time span. Am I correct in that? I think it's a, about 11, you know? Okay. I, yeah, because it starts in 94 and it ends in 2005, so. Okay, got you, got you. So I, the one of the things that I loved that you did with the film, and it really stood out for me, was that despite the fact that you're telling this story, you you make it so about the city. The city is almost like a, a secondary character or, or a character in the film because you have all of these different elements that are happening that we don't have to see, but we hear. Whether it's the St. Ives commercial with the Wu-Tang Clan, whether we yeah. hear news reports about killings, it literally places you atmospherically, atmospherically, excuse me, in New York City at the time that the story is, is, is going on. Was that a conscious decision on your part to keep or to root the audience in not just watching the story, but have them feel the story? 
Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think I did want to immerse people in the world of New York City, how we meet it uh, when we first enter the story and how it transforms and the personality of the city changes over the course of the film. So I think I was mindful of everything uh, that I could use to illustrate that. I think that you see it in the production design, you see it in the camera work, you see it in the costumes, uh, you see it in the color palette, you see it in the sounds too, or you hear it in the sounds uh, as you've described a lot. So I think I was mindful for all of that. And it was a lot of detail work uh, in order to accomplish that and get us there. Um, even like little kernels I could think about and just how we jump time and how the lingo changes as well. Like, you know, there's like little subtle things all throughout uh, the subtle people that make you feel like you're a part of uh, New York City and what it was like, you know, even just like little things like hearing Angie Mar, you know, who, who's the Angie Martinez, I'm calling her Angie mm -hmm. Mar. Angie mm -hmm. Martinez, you know, who is the voice of New York City, uh, along with Fuckmaster Flex, you know, I think just anything that I could do to really give people a specific sense of what that era was, uh, and what made New York special at the time, what made Harlem uh, special at the time, um, so that you could really feel that beginning and really feel the shift as it becomes this the city that is a lot more uh, cleansed of, of its personality. All right. So as a, I'm not a New York City boy, but I'm a New Jersey boy. So I grew up across the bridge and the character that Tiana Taylor plays. I've seen that that young lady growing up. I've seen her when I was young. I've seen her when I was when I was at this age. I thought that Tiana Taylor was fantastic as Inez in this story. Uh, did she give you everything you wanted and then some or I mean, I, I, I'm sure you're not going to say. She disappointed me, but I'm just saying, I thought she did an amazing job in this film. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think she did a really incredible job. Um, I, I think that where I'll start is to say that I think that what you see on screen is definitely a testament to how committed she was to the character. Uh, I think that in the way that this, you know, this is a leap of faith. You know, I had no idea. It's like, I believed in her, but it was still a leap in faith in taking somebody who, did not have experience as a leading lady before and giving her such a, a incredibly uh, challenging role. And so what I did was, as I constructed Inez in the screenplay, I had to deconstruct her again uh, for Tiana to make sure that, you know, we, we kind of color coded it as, as she's often described and the way she talks about our collaboration is really making sure that she was best prepared uh, to access all the different layers of this very complicated character. And so I think I tried to do that. We had so many conversations about the different parts of Inez, uh, as well as how she matures over time. And I think so much of that conversation and, and her rainbow script, <laughs> as she talks about how she, you know, would highlight every everything and, and how I just made sure that she was well set up. I think all of that really shines through and how she was able to access Inez, uh, not only in how who she is at the beginning and how we see her mature as a human being, but who she is moment to moment, who she is that she uh, responds to different triggers and, and different things that she experiences throughout the film, even, the, even within one scene, you know? So I think that all that I'm so proud of, um, and I definitely told her to pull from herself and uh, to go deep into her own experiences, you know, painful experiences uh, that she's had past and present present um as she was going through a lot as she as she made the film and so I think that uh everything that we that we worked on together is shown up there you know so in that way I'm not surprised uh but I am still so like surprised in the ways that I'm proud of her and what she was able to pull out herself and in the ways that she committed herself in a way that appears on screen um I'm so proud of her and proud of what we did together and and even when I look at you know a lot of the scenes in the movie now and I'm like 
I know where we might have started a scene. And so I'm looking at it and I'm looking at what she did. I'm like, how the hell did I get her there? And how the hell did she get herself there? <laughs> you know, so I think there's, I'm still kind of looking at it. And, and I think it's just a testament to, testament to how remarkable what she did, uh, you know, how, how remarkable her work was in, in this movie. So I, I'm running out of time, but before I get out of here, um, will you be a filmmaker sort of like Spike Lee and Martin Scorsese and other folks who tell these really personal New York stories? Are we going to look for more of that from you, A.B.? You know, it's interesting. I mean, I think, you know, I've had a journey getting me up until this point, just in terms of being somebody who's made shorts and other projects that gave me the space to, to relate to New York um, and use it as a source of inspiration. Um, and, and I think it all kind of builds up until this moment in which I was just really processing through my work what it meant to, to be a citizen of the city and, and to love it so deeply, but also recognize it, and, and I think it's been very therapeutic through my work to reconcile uh, the disappointment and, and, and loving a city that it feels like didn't really love me. Um, I do think that there is more to be said about New York and what makes it great uh, and also what makes it uh, a bit more complicated. But I think I need a break, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I think maybe I'm open to being involved with other projects that uh, are about New York in some capacity, whether it's me writing something or producing and being a part of somebody else's project, just being able to champion other stories that relate to New York. But I think there's so many other parts of me as a human being uh, and as, a, as an artist that I can't wait to get back to uh, and that I can't wait to continue to evolve with. I mean, I think I did take a departure when I made my short feathers, but I had now that I am here now and I'm making features, uh, I, I can't wait to dig into all these different worlds and different characters and different subject matters that I have the power to as, as a feature length filmmaker. So I think I need to continue focusing on, on expansion um, and diving deeper into my imagination and diving deeper into what I want to say about life and about the world. But uh, but New York will always be there. I think that's the beauty of it is that it's, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. So I always have the opportunity when I'm ready to, to, to continue my conversation about it. All right. Well, A.B. is saying no more New York stories right now, but I'll give her about five years. She'll be back. Uh, <laughs> a thousand and one opens in theaters this weekend. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching your journey and talking to you again soon. A.B., it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure talking with you, too, and I look forward to, to chopping it up again. Absolutely. <laughs> you take care and enjoy your day. Thanks Bye. for talking.